Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi on a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Been a, a tough road and, um, you know, one that uh, I'm very thankful to, to have the opportunity to be able to, to, uh, to grind through it. A lot of different things could have happened, but 14 months um, I'm able to tee it up and play in the Masters. It might have taken a stroke or two extra. But the feeling is just as sweet. Scheffler outshines them all at Augusta. This morning was a totally different story. I cried like a baby this morning. I was so stressed out. Um, I didn't know what to do. I was sitting there. I was telling Meredith. I was like, I, I don't think I'm ready for this. You know, I'm not ready. I, go, I don't feel like I'm ready for this kind of stuff. Those voices were, of course, the unmistakable voice of Tiger Woods, at least for me, uh, unmistakable, who played in the Masters 14 months after his leg just being completely shattered. More on that to come. Uh, and then uh, the call of the win by Scotty Scheffler is a 25-year-old young man who has rocketed from promising young guy to number one player in the world. Uh, he's now won four of his last six tournaments. 
starts, including the Masters, his first major win, um, it is the most meteoric rise uh, maybe ever in the sport. Now, he hasn't achieved everything like a Tiger has. Obviously, he's just starting out, but... I mean, it's like from zero to superstar faster than anybody's ever seen. Now, unless you're a golf fan, you don't care, and I totally get that. Uh, I, Joe, and uh, and my family went to the Masters last week slash on Saturday. Um, I've wanted to go to the Masters my entire life. It is it is so special. The golf course is so unique. The tournament is always on the same golf course, has been for many generations. Uh, Bobby Jones, one of the great golfers of all time, uh, started Augusta National Golf Club. It's an exquisite design, gorgeous, blah, 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 blah. blah. So anyway, it was one of those mountaintop experiences, bucket list Um uh, but it was really, really interesting in some ways I hadn't anticipated. Uh, plus, the Tiger story was there. And so, uh, Alex Tasker, young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, who's a fine uh, sports broadcaster in his own right, I have invited to interview me about it. We will talk about it at least briefly. And I think business people in particular might be interested in it. But anyway, Alex, go ahead. You can interview me as you will. Oh, well, thank you for having me back on. I appreciate it. I had some questions from the newsroom. Uh, who was the best dressed was number one. Uh, among golfers uh, at the whole tournament. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Uh, they let. It's a lot wilder than it used to be. Um, Victor Hovland, who's a player from Scandinavia or one of your northern countries up there, he wore pink pants with like black pattern stripes on Thursday. Just, just nutty. And they're colorful, you know, colorful guys and that sort of thing. Uh, but then Hovland disappointed me. The next couple of days, it was like black. Oh, well, Justin you don't Thomas go from wore rock yellow. in the pink pants. Yeah, he did. Justin Thomas wore a pink sweater and dark green pants on Saturday. Then on Sunday, he went with purple and yellow. The problem being the yellow pants, which I love. I'm going to get a pair as soon as I can find them. The dark shirt showing through the yellow pants. Oh, the faux pas of the century, fashion wise. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't have the nerve to do that. It looks dumb to me. But so, yeah, good, good point. He, JT may have been the best, best dressed. Did you hear any weird fan chants while you were out there? I, I pointed to the newsroom. There was a couple of times in different tournaments, a driver, uh, excuse me, a golfer would hit their driver and you'd hear someone yell, mashed potatoes or green bean casserole. Nothing like that at Augusta, I take it. You will find yourself outside the gates wishing you hadn't said that if you do that sort of stuff at Augusta. Occasional dopey yells, but very, very rare. It's it's well known and it's anybody who has a pass or a ticket is informed over and over again, you're a guest here. You will behave according to our Rules and traditions. If you do not want to, that's fine. Don't come or we will heave you out. It's all extremely uh, polite and genteel. Now, you mentioned a couple of times it's the Super Bowl of golf. It's the four-day Super Bowl of golf. And the Super Bowl is known for attracting all the types of celebrities. Do you see anybody else, you know, celebrity-wise, famous, be it D-list or whatever? Uh, Dwayne Wade was there. Really? At, with his dad, the NBA legend. Um, and he was being bothered by people, of which course. is uncool. Um, I saw Brad Underwood, who's the coach of the University of Illinois basketball team. I only know that because I'm an Illinois grad and I recognized him. I didn't bother him. Um, oh, other than that, not that I noticed, but I was pretty focused on, on the golf course and the action, honestly. Spe- you know, so speaking of focusing, I have a big old 4K TV at home and I love watching oh, beautiful. Uh, the colors on my, on the TV. I can only imagine them being just as surreal in real life. Can you describe the azaleas for me? The well, it's it's the greenest green golf course you've ever seen. The bunkers are completely white. The sand traps, if you will, uh, are completely white. The azaleas are gorgeous and pinky and uh, and stuff like that. 
Uh, it's just it's an astoundingly pretty place. Uh, yeah, I guess that's 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 all you need to know about that. And all the buildings are white, 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 which stand in you know beautiful contrast to all the green all around you, all the pine trees and everything. Uh, walking in, was there that sense? At least for me, when I've walked into big sporting events, there's that aura of this is a big deal. This is a big stadium. The history of the place. Did you have that sort of feel when you walked in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just so giddy to finally be there. The grounds are enormous. The grounds uh, surrounding, whether it's parking lots and administration buildings and like the the driving range and the practice area, but you walk for 10 minutes from the parking lot to get to the gates. Then from the gates, it's another solid 10 minutes of, of brisk walking before you see the golf course. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> so it's, there is an element of, uh, when do we get there? <laughs> it's, oh, which reminds me, there are, uh, and this is where business people might be interested. And I get that Augusta National has all sorts of money because they get billions of dollars in TV revenue. Um, they have decided what their customers' experience should be, and they go to extraordinary lengths to make it so. And in some cases, a business person might have to be a little more creative than somebody with unlimited money would be, but it is everywhere the fact that you will be treated courteously. People will smile and thank you for being there unfailingly. Um, it, the, the lines at the, uh, the swag shop, you know, the, the shop where you buy shirts and there are a hundred different shirts, by the way, 25 different sweatshirts, a hundred different sorts of hats, whiskey glasses, uh, wine glasses, uh, 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 ball marks, towels, uh, 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 to- um, uh, beach towels, flags, banners. I mean, you could, and people do spend thousands of dollars on swag. I'm not going to tell you what I spent. I oh, spent no. too, too much. Do they too sell much. equipment there? Like golf equipment? Yeah, like golf no. equipment. I was thinking no. something that's master, marked masters that you could take home or something. Uh, gloves. Just okay. like golf gloves and hats. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm told folks from Japan who fly there will... They will buy, like, picture a a box big enough to hold a big tour golf bag. I mean, a big box. They will fill that to the brim with thousands and thousands of dollars worth of master swag and ship it back home. Because you can do that. So anyway, there there are, at times, long lines to the shop, but it is Disney. You get in the line, it whirls back and forth. There are videos to entertain you, big uh, historical placards. People, again, are unfailingly cheerful and polite. You finally get into the shop, and you unload your hard-earned money and walk away with more crap than you'd meant to buy. Uh, but everything everything is very Disney. You mentioned how notoriously difficult it is to get tickets, because you can't just go, oh, I think I'm going to go and buy a ticket. You have to enter the raffle to get the tickets, and then mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to buy. And you said you Inl- got the Unless pa- you have a connection, yeah. Which you said you did. You had a friend that uh, offered you the passes this year? Yeah, essentially his family, uh, and I don't want to reveal too much because he hasn't said it's cool, but his his dad was a member there many, many years ago, his late dad. And um, his mom uh, continued continued through her life to have the right to buy the family's passes um, and did and and various friends and family would use them through the years and um, and back in 2019 uh, this gentleman Bill reached out and said I know how you've always dreamed of going to the masters um, 
here's a, a couple of my passes for like Saturday, Sunday. And as it turns out this year, he, he was able to give me all four for all four days, which was amazing. So I brought my family with me. Um, but, uh, his mom passed away in the interim. And so this will be the last year that they have the right to those passes. Um, so it was kind of poignant and everything, and, and I held on to them as, as souvenirs, and I could have sold them for Sunday, but I didn't. I just, it felt weird and disrespectful. Um, and, uh, and it's not, they were not my passes to sell. So anyway, uh, but I'm incredibly grateful. We had a wonderful family reunion too of my dad, my sister, and my brother, and I, and my wife. So it was, it was terrific. I got one more question for you. You know, you yes. said this is the trip of a lifetime. You had the family reunion, and that sounds amazing. Should you win passes or retain passes in the future? Could you see yourself going again, or is it just one of those once-in-a-lifetime, I've done it, let somebody else enjoy it? I will go every year for the rest of my life until I'm dead if I can possibly pull it off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just I loved it so much. And, oh, you know, another thing that people might find interesting you buy or you can buy these little folding chairs. They're like little camp chairs. You've seen, if you've ever watched the masters, you see them lined up next to greens and tees and stuff like that. You buy them and you can set them up depending on how early you get there. You set them up where you really want to be and you just leave them and they have your name in Sharpie or a business card or whatever. There are little slots on the back. Um, and they have your name so you can prove it's yours. And then in our case, and I got this question from a listener, did you stay in one place or walk around? The answer is both. Um, I walked thousands and thousands of steps every day, as did my my brother and my wife and blah, blah, blah. And I could, if you're a super fan, maybe I'll talk about it on the podcast or something. I can tell you where I sat and what I thought of it. But then you go back when you want to sit in that very, very special place you've selected, and if so, and it's totally cool, it's 100% cool to sit in somebody else's seats. And so I spent, in fact, I tweeted out a picture of my wife and I freezing cold, bundled up on Saturday. It got freakishly cold, like once in a century cold and windy. And we're there on the right on the rope, uh, you know, 15 feet away from the golfers on the ninth green. Yeah, um, I like the pink hat. Good choice. It's not uh, an A and G hat, but uh, I that's like my it. wife's hoodie. Very nice. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, but then if you go back to your chair, your little folding chair, and somebody's in it, you say, "Hey, so sorry, uh, we're back to use our chairs," and they say, "Oh, no, no, thanks for letting us use them. Enjoy the tournament. Everybody's super cool." And so, even though you didn't get there at the crack of dawn, you'll go to one of the key greens where a wonderful action happens or they've got to execute a brilliant shot to hit the green or whatever. You can sit right there in the front row or, or so close to the front row you might as well be until somebody comes back for the chair. And in the case of the ninth green, we sat there for a long time. Nobody ever came back. Hey, did you guys only follow the leaders or did you follow some of the golfers that were way back? I honestly, I didn't, I don't follow anybody except for maybe like a hole. I went to my favorite spots on the golf course and watched multiple, multiple groups come through. Did you, uh, uh, did you get close to getting hitting by, or uh, did a ball come close to hitting you or rolled up everybody... to my feet a couple of times? Oh, yeah. And watch the guys, you know, chip or whatever, uh, from, you know, literally I could have reached out and touched them. I, I got to ask, are the players wives as hot as I think they are? They're very hot, Michael. Very, very hot. The girlfriends, likewise, very attractive. Um, and if there are any gay fellas, uh, I'm sure their their gentleman companions are very handsome too. I didn't notice any, but uh, I'm sure that's the case. Uh, yeah, but thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a it's wonderful thing. Just something I've observed on TV. 
Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And I tell you what, Tiger, who was limping visibly and tiring, hiking, hiking up and down those ski slopes after having his leg shattered, was greeted with incredible warmth by the crowd. And, you know, honestly, to use a simple term, he used to be a prick. I mean, a, really a jerk. Um, but he's really much more a human now, and I couldn't help but root for him. I mean, 14 months after having his leg shattered, and he went and played yeah. one of the toughest golf courses in the world, four rounds plus the... 27 or so practice holes he played right. leading up to it. It's well, an astonishing. Well, and he made the cuts so he could play on the weekend, which is really quite an achievement. We're totally out of time. Have to take a break. But um, if anybody wants to know more, uh, drop me an email. I'll try to get back to you. Or, or you know, I'll, I'll see. I'll bet I will. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for being here. More to come. Something completely different. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. entertainers of our time not the best golfer by any means his golf game could use a little work but a great great entertainer and that's why you're there let's all continue to love one another fight for our god-given freedoms and most of all let's make america rock again that is the Obviously, Donald Trump introductory video you're going to see if you go see Kid Rock in concert. So evidently, at the end of that, uh, young man Rock (laughs) takes the stage and people get it on. That is just so what it is. That is so on brand. Oh, boy. I just love it. Hey, uh, do do me a favor, Michael. Play a clip 43. This is uh, one of your uh, Chinese communist spokesholes. I noted sounds... Strategists said U.S. has played a role of the number one arsonist in the conflict. It ignited the flames of war and left the trouble in Europe. The Russia-Ukraine crisis, to a large extent, is a result of Western arrogance and mistakes over the last 30-plus years, and NATO's eastward expansion is the root cause of the ongoing conflict. Oh, that's funny. So the U.S. is the cause of the ongoing conflict. Interesting. The uh, somewhat toothless White House had warned the Chinese uh, about a month ago about uh, echoing Russian propaganda and how they better not. Well, they are. They are absolutely uh, parroting the word out of Moscow, which is... Interesting. Given the billions and trillions of dollars of business we do with the Chinese, uh, I think maybe it's time to, well, it's not time to start. It's time to continue or to uh, speed our efforts to get off of the Chinese teat. 
to stop being such heroin addicts to cheap Chinese manufacturing. They are sending an unmistakable sign that they are ready for a new era in which they no longer even pretend to be our friend slash trading partner, but they actively oppose us. They punch us in the face and punch the free world in the face as often as they want, and they believe they can get away with it because we are such junkies for their cheap goods and their cheap manufacturing. Uh, I don't know how much you like getting punched in the face. I don't appreciate it. And as an American, I don't appreciate them doing it to our country. So uh, might have to start buying great, durable American goods again. Wouldn't that be awful? Stay with Armstrong us. and Getty. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Jack is skiing with his son, which is really cool. Uh, The boy has this week off, but he'll be back tomorrow. Jack, not his son. His son doesn't co-host the show. Jack does. Uh, Anyway, uh, updates on Ukraine. Um, uh, uh, Diplomatically speaking, uh, hmm, Austrian Chancellor Karl Nehammer is set to speak face-to-face with Vlad Putin today in the Russian president's first meeting with a Western leader since Russia began its invasion of Ukraine in February. Austria's foreign minister defended the sit-down as a chance to, quote, send a very clear political message to Putin, quote, that he is isolating Russia and has lost already on moral terms. I think talking to Putin on moral terms is like trying to discuss, you know, with a crocodile, its immortal soul. I mean, it just doesn't care. So I'm not sure what that's all about. And I'm a little uh, perplexed as to why Putin granted the meeting. Maybe so it looks like he's in contact with other with heads of state. I know the the trend has been isolate him, isolate him, isolate him. And so I guess that's why the... uh, uh, the chancellor is defending his meeting. Still, it seems fairly useless to me. President Biden is going to do a Zoom meeting with Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi today to push the country to abandon its neutral stance on the war. India buys a lot of Russian energy supplies and arms and that sort of stuff. Um, and India, who who is our buddy when it's convenient, is really soft on the Russians right now. Uh, there's more to come. The, the true horrors have only begun in the eastern part of the country. There's worry that the Russians are going to use phosphorus bombs, which are you know, just a horrific uh, depopulation device, meaning a, a device to kill as many people, including civilians, as possible. Just horrible. So, again, the worst is yet to come. Uh, the extent to which NATO is going to ramp up its support materially, um, both openly and clandestinely, is a big question mark. A number of NATO countries um, are starting to supply the Ukrainians with even heavier arms. It would not shock me in the least to see airplanes and tanks and that sort of thing added to the mix. You know, one doesn't want to get swept away by our emotions, right? Um, But seeing yet another couple of long, miles-long columns of Russian uh, military vehicles sitting there, sitting ducks on the roads, just waiting to encircle and pound and murder and the rest of it in the eastern part of Ukraine is tough to take. You just would like to see them taken out. So uh, in the midst of all that, 
Volodymyr Zelensky, president of Ukraine, sat down with Scott Pelley's 60 Minutes last night. I wasn't sure if I needed to hear any more from Zelensky because I've heard a fair amount uh, from him. Um, but I thought it was a, a pretty good interview. I thought he said some really cool stuff, and we'll play you some of the highlights in, in just a second. Uh, it's an interesting existence that he is w- working slash living. The PR campaign to keep the world's attention on Ukraine and to get more support is incredibly important uh, to their cause. It's also a lot of time and effort that probably won't bear as much fruit as he would like. Um, he himself has made reference to, I don't need uh, applause, I need weapons. You know, um, And a lot of the appearances on American media are they're a little uncomfortable for me because I know how phony a lot of big-time TV people are, and they're just happy to have the get. They're happy that they can promote that they had Zelensky coming up tonight at 8 or whatever it is. Um, and they make noises about solidarity, some of which are sincere. I mean, obviously, you can't look at what's happened and not be sincerely moved, but... A lot of which are just, I don't know, it's its look at me standing with Zelensky, right? I mean, it all seems kind of phony to me, but anyway. Uh, Zelensky talked to Scott uh, Pelly. Let's start with clip number 50, Michael, and, and we'll go from there. When everyone is telling you you need to go, you need to think. Before I do something, I analyze the situation. I've always done it calmly, without any chaos. I might not be the strongest warrior, but I'm not willing to betray anyone. Uh, That was an answer to a question of why has he stayed? Why didn't he leave, given the danger? Uh, So that was a good answer. Um, and then, of course, they ask him, and, and I think there's almost too much of this, uh, you know, do you miss your wife and kids? What do they think in clip 51? What did you tell your wife and children about your decision? I told them this is my choice, and I can't do it any other way. I'm the president of my country. I'm the president of our people. And even if I wasn't president... I would have stayed here. My family understood, not only understood, but fully supported my decision. Fully. To On the topic of uh, enough applause, give me tanks, he was also pretty harsh on NATO. They, NATO, rather. Sorry. They described that in clip 52. I don't have any more lives to give. I don't have any more emotions. I'm no longer interested in their diplomacy that leads to the destruction of my country. A lot of countries have changed their mind about Ukraine and about our people, but I think we've paid too high a price for that. We are defending the ability of a person to live in the modern world. Yeah, and and he goes on... uh, in that vein that they are defending the rules-based international order that we've all depended on since the end of the Cold War to to a very large extent, and that NATO and the Western powers, for reasons we've discussed, you know, nuclear weapons, open war with Russia, etc., World War III, perhaps you've heard of it, um, that uh, what he's saying is 
you keep waiting for us to pay an enormous price, and then you up your aid. Then you give us more weapons, et cetera, et cetera. We're running out of people. We're running out of price we can pay. If you're going to do it, do it, which is, you know, a, a pretty good point. Uh, go ahead, roll on, Michael. We are defending the right to live. I never thought this right was so costly. These are human values, so that Russia doesn't choose what we should do and how I'm exercising my rights. That right was given to me by God and my parents. And then, uh, finally, uh, Scott Pelley asks him whether he thinks the U.S. will come through for him. We don't know how much Russian weaponry there will be, but we understand there'll be many times more than there is now. All depends on how fast we will be helped by the United States. To be honest, whether we will be able to survive depends on this. I have 100% confidence in our people and in our armed forces, but unfortunately I don't have the confidence that we will be receiving everything we need. So uh, Zelensky is uh, pretty darn complimentary about uh, Joe Biden for obvious reasons. He needs him. Uh, I will say, because Zelensky can't, I wish we had a great leader in the White House right now. I wish we had a decisive leader. I wish we had a man of courage or a woman of courage in the White House and not a back-slapping old political hack who's, you know, to quote Robert Gates for the umpteenth time, been wrong about virtually every significant foreign policy question over the last 50 years. Uh, it is an unfortunate twist in history, and in our system, you can't call a no-confidence vote in Parliament and heave out Neville Chamberlain and usher in Winston Churchill. Our system just doesn't work that way. Um, let's hope that either great Grampotus or somebody near him uh, you know, injects enough clarity and courage into the situation that they figure out what to do and and how to do it, and particularly, to Zelensky's point, when to do it. Do it decisively. Do it in a way that doesn't usher in World War III. Do it in a way that, uh, to paraphrase Jack from uh, earlier, or a couple of days ago, uh, Russia, you think we ought to be afraid of you. You ought to be afraid of us. You have not yet seen, you've not gotten a taste of the military might of, of NATO and the United States, and you don't want it. Um, so how about uh, you pull back, you leave Ukraine be, uh, and you settle the hell down? Um, you know, and, and obviously that's easier said than done, but I just, the, the, the weak, half measure not confident, Jake Sullivan voiced, just, just weak response by the U.S. is just discouraging. I'm reminded of uh, Obama and his floundering with the Syrian thing, which Russia was up to their ears in. Maybe there was nothing he could do, but he did it poorly. There, There are many, many different ways to approach the same set of actions. In terms of you know timing and technique and and the way you frame them on the international stage and through open and, and covert diplomacy and I just you know I hope I'm wrong I hope I'm dead wrong I hope I'm as wrong as I've ever been in my career about 
the way the Biden administration is dealing with this. But, man, I hear Jake Sullivan on, and we have some tape, but we're kind of getting late in the segment. But um, Sullivan comes off as a, a, a puppet, an automaton. Uh, Jack often uses the term academic to describe him, and he is that. But he's utterly soulless. He is so calculated. It's like when somebody tell Hillary, Hillary, try to, try to seem compassionate here. And she couldn't pull it off at all. She was much better off just acting like her, you know, weird lawyerly self than trying to parrot real human emotion. Um, Jake Sullivan is just repugnant. I just can't stand him. I can't stand his voice. I can't stand the weird, waxy appearance of the guy. Anyway, like I say, I hope they're getting better advice than than they seem to be. Um, we could talk about Kamala. <laughs> Why? Why? I hope she. I hope she is at the vice president's residence, and I hope she is uh, writing greeting cards to world leaders, uh, updating address lists. Maybe uh, I, I don't know what else does the vice president do? Attend funerals and stay in the hell out the way. Other than that, all right. One more segment. We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I first learned how to swim when I was seven years old at Boy Scout camp. What might surprise you is I was actually a really slow swimmer at first and stayed a really slow swimmer through the first couple years of my collegiate career. Then I turned 23 and all of a sudden I'm the best swimmer in the women's division. And I can't track exactly what changed Guess I'm just a late bloomer. Because swimming's been such a big part of my life for so long, it's where my happiness comes from. You can't have happiness without penis. Hmm. That's uh, political satirist J.P. Sears. He of the woke versus racist video, which is some of the best political satire I've ever seen in my life, uh, in which he, who he's a big muscular dude, is in a women's swimsuit with his package clearly showing, um, talking about how he's excelled now as a woman swimmer. It's uh, it's some pretty good stuff. We have the whole video at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm sure you'll want to send it around to your friends. But uh, interestingly enough, following last week's NCAA Women's Championships, when, as we talked about, uh, Penn swimmer Leah Thomas captured the NCAA title in the 500 freestyle and then clearly tanked two events, because the heat was getting too hot. Um, a group of University of Arizona swimmers uh, that include some real standouts, Olympians and that sort of thing, um, issued a public statement. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I'm checking the clock. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time to describe who it was and stuff, but it's, it's a bunch of heavyweights in the world of swimming um, who said, uh, Dear NCAA Board of Governors, do we have a voice? It's hard to express the anguish the women's swim community has experienced this past week. Watching the NCAA Swim and Dive Championships, on one hand, we feel we are witnessing irrevocable damage to a sport that has transformed our identities for the better. On the other, we have reconnected with each other in sisterhood after many years. We're grateful for the many women who have stood up publicly to speak in protest of your policies, including... Uh, alumni's thoughtful letter, etc., on what's going on in women's swimming. I'm summarizing now. Um, 
And then they go into some detail about the difference between men and women's uh, performances in the pool and how it's been documented. But since the adoption of Title IX, young mothers like myself wrote one of them, and most of the women from the University of Arizona on our list have small children. For the first time ever, we feel like our daughters may not have the same opportunities for success that we did, wrote former NCAA champion Marshy Smith. It's something that has motivated us to speak out publicly. In their letter, the group of almost 40 retired swimmers, which includes Olympians, a head coach, and USA Swimming National Director, many NCAA champions, many of them, uh, raised a number of concerns about the trans athlete thing. Quote, it's hard to express the anguish the women's swim community has experienced watching it. As we said, uh, we are asking the NCAA Do we have a voice? Individually, we feel like we didn't have a voice. We weren't being asked our opinions on possible solutions. Uh, What was going on? Uh, One of them points out, if you're not a swimmer, you don't understand how really close each race can be. Noting she won her championship by .03 of a second, three one-hundredths of a second. It's crucial in swimming. Every single centimeter counts. Uh, and the obvious, if you're racing against a big biological male, you're just, you're just not going to win unless they're a terrible swimmer. Quote, a policy anchored in evolving science is not a good enough explanation to women athletes as to why a biological man competing in female sports is fair. They're very suspicious of the science that the NCAA is using to determine the metrics that allow a biological male to compete directly with female. The experience and women of these, I'm sorry, the experience and wisdom of these women is really unmatched, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Won't, why don't you ask us? And it's a good question. It's because, and it reminds me of our discussion about the uh, San Diego State University professor who was suspended from teaching his class because he in, uh, enraged a couple of little Maoist students. The NCAA is terrified, and they are so terrified they have abandoned their principles, any logic or any semblance of understanding the science. You assume people have more courage than they do. The NCAA certainly doesn't have much. It's Final Thoughts, boys, that'll do, boys. Soon we'll hear your comments. Entertain us, give us closure, for the show is nearly done. Wow, that's better than we deserve. Let's uh, get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Oh, There's our technical director pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, you went and saw, uh, let's see, it was your dream to go to the Masters. It was your dream sporting event. And for me, it would be one of those championship barbecue competitions that I've seen on Mm. Food Network. That's like a dream of a lifetime for me, to go to one. Sure, if you could see somebody beat Bobby Flay in person. For instance, no, but wouldn't to that eat be the exciting? best barbecue in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, has a final thought for us. Alex? You know, before the final round on Sunday of the Masters, I had to run around and run some errands. And I like to think I'm an adult who pays his mortgage, pays his taxes. I saw a Major League Baseball in a, like, case at the store, and I bought it. And that has brought me more joy than anything I have in my house. I just stare at that baseball and think about summer ball games, barbecues. Can't wait. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah, good to have baseball back. Uh, duh, Jack is actually out today. He weighed in a couple of times via phone. He's skiing with his son, which is terrific. He will be back tomorrow. Uh, my final thought is that uh, I'm going to tell another master story or two during the One More Thing podcast today. Might geek out a little uh, golf-wise. 
Uh, if you are into the great game, you might enjoy it. And, you know, I'll try to make it interesting for everybody. But, man, what an experience with my family, especially. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have the hot links. We have swag. You can grab the podcasts there. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Oh, listen up. Armstrong and Getty. Hardworking, God-fearing, rock and roll patriots. Incited the erection. Be careful what you wish for, my friend. Hiya. Blah, 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 blah. Words. Lady, lady, ladies. Okay. Okay, sorry. I want winners. You, you, you. And boom goes the dynamite. I'm just saying, take care. Wear your mask. And most of all, let's make America rock again. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start Saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.